that there's this tension between like God using us for his sovereignty and, and us having, you know, Romans 10, 17 says faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God that for us as a ministry, dude, nobody is saved just through the act of generosity. It might right. validate Amen. the words that we say, but us going to another country and saying, Hey man, we want to, we want to give you these skateboards. And then us leaving, we're like, bro, like these kids are no better off. They just have a board that's eventually going to get stolen or broken or Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. God is preaching a sermon to the world through people's lives. People's experience, history, and testimonies all point to some amazing attribute of God that you too can experience. I interview revolutionaries, fire starters, and troublemakers. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life. A voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will step into the abundant life. So let's get rolling. Today on The Kindling Fire, I have the privilege of having Mark Cook on the show. Thanks for coming on, Mark. Bro, thank you for having me, man. Super blessed and honored to be on the show. Thank you. You are the founder and director of Ride Nature, and this is such an amazing ministry and mission and Man, it's a lot of things. Can you just share a little bit about what Ride Nature is? Sure. Yeah, I'd be honored to. Um, so we are an action sports mission organization um, using things like surfing, skating, wakeboarding, snowboarding, action sports uh, to equip and empower leaders around the world. And so we're doing that locally in our own community. We really have modeled the ministry after Jesus's last words to his disciples in Acts 1.8 when he says that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that's kind of our theme verse that you'll see if you follow the ministry to the ends. It's kind of like the slogan that we've used for the last almost, almost 13 years, which is pretty wild. But um, that we believe that we have to lead by example by doing ministry in our own community and that we can't just train and equip leaders to do ministry in their communities without us doing it also. So um, we serve uh, a ton in our, our own community really through every avenue and means that we have to reaching our own uh, people in our area with the gospel. And then, and then through that, sending short-term teams overseas, uh, working with leaders, training leaders. Uh, we Last year, we opened up our first international headquarters, which is a permanent facility with a permanent staff that's serving all of Central and South America. Currently, they're based out of Nicaragua. And, um, and we're really praying that over the next five to 10 years that we'll be able to replicate those facilities in strategic parts around the world kind of setting them up as regional hubs. And so by the end, I think in the next 18 to 24 months, we'll actually have a permanent headquarters in Southern California, another one in the Philippines serving Southeast Asia, and currently praying about South Africa, Germany, Brazil, uh, one in, in Australia, New Zealand area, and potentially one out in Hawaii. So praying about yeah. that. So, yeah, um, I mean, that's where all those action sports, you know, some of those spots are just like oh, major man. hot spots. Yeah. We're really, so, I mean, just kind of give more clarity. I think a lot of people kind of are like, okay, well, what does that look like? And, and so we're very much a, a centralized training facility. So here in the space, I'm in the offices in our conference room upstairs of our offices. We have an internship program where we bring people in and disciple them from anywhere from three to three months to 12 months raise them up and then we're we're a decentralized movement or that's what we're working to create which meaning we want to bring people in and then release them to go not necessarily under the umbrella of right nature but under the umbrella of anything that god calls them to so if it's through another ministry if it's through a church if it's the church plant or be a part of a, a community um, that already exists where action sports ministry is happening 
our goal is really to see the action sports community globally reach with the gospel. And so one of the visions that we have, and it'll only be accomplished by us getting to partner with other ministries that have the same heartbeat, is we want to see every person in the action sports industry have the chance to see, hear, and respond to the gospel. So so with Caleb would go, uh, my listeners have heard a lot about that. Um, we threw this event called Shakanar, and you guys came up. Uh, some of your interns and some of your staff came up to help run the surf contest. Yeah. And I was like, what's Ride Nature? I've never heard of it. And yeah. then as I learned, looked more into it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Because you're doing evangelism and discipleship, but you're like going into nations with skateboards and surfboards and whatever, you know, other kind of action sports and saying, let's evangelize the, these people. Let's find them, surf, skate, skim with them but also yeah. bring in the gospel. And uh, you, you guys have an amazing documentary on YouTube called to the ends uh, that I got to kind of dig into. And it really shows your heart and the fruit of what you're doing. It is really unique and um, I love it. And so part of what I wanted to talk to you about Mark is, you know, you're, you're a, you're a young guy. You have, I think I saw somewhere where you had a heart to work with Samaritan's purse. Like yeah. I'm from North Carolina I read all of his books. Like I was all Good. about Samaritan's Purse. Like yeah. do, do the risky, do the adventurous, bring the gospel. Good. Like, like I totally get that. And so how did, where did this all come from? Like this had to come from somewhere, you know? Yeah. Ended up, ended up my sister was going to college with my now wife and she, my wife was kind of in the same place as me. She's like, man, I wanted to do ministry. I don't know what. And she said, you should talk to my brother. He's going to go teach English in Korea as a second language. And so we start talking in September and by November we're dating and we decide that we shouldn't go to Korea as, as a couple. And so instead I moved back out to Colorado to work out there again. And she found a, a job and a place to live. And she moved out there in January also. And we just, I spent a second season out in Colorado this time, this time determined that I was going to do it different, you know, and I got plenty yeah. of really good people. And then we just, we fell in love, my wife and I did, and we ended up, ended up getting married the following October. And um, the whole time we're dating, you know, we're like, well, what do you want to do? And what do you want to do? And I had just shared with her, I was like, man, I have a heart for, for the people out here in Colorado, you know, and the skate community. And we ended up going on, a, we got married, went on our honeymoon in the Dominican Republic, and we surfed a few days out there. And it's just like, man, you're surfing. And you're just looking out at all these kids sitting on the beach, like little local Dominican kids. And they're, dude, they have no surfboards and no access to get to surf. And there's watching yeah. all these Americans come here on vacation. So we get married and we actually were pursuing. We got hired on to work with Samaritan's Purse. We applied to work with the Jesus film. We we're going to work yeah. with some different ministries. And just the Lord didn't give us a piece about it for some reason. And, and I was really wrestling at the time. I was like, Lord, like, I felt like I was like Isaiah, you know, you read Isaiah and he's just like, who will I send? He's like, here I am, send me. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, like, dude, I will go to Afghanistan if you want me to go there. Like, I literally will move. Just tell us where to go. Like, if you don't want us to go with Samaritan's person, open up the door. And, and in that prayer, the Lord, the Lord put the vision for right nature on, on my heart. And um, real quickly, is like one of the few, it's probably maybe been a dozen times in my life that I felt like he just gave me a vision so clearly, so quickly, you know, it was like right away. And it was, it was to take the same model as, as uh, Samaritan's Purse, you know, this idea of generosity yeah. and get to combo it with the evangelism, you know, strategy of saying, dude, like through the gift of a board, you have this, the attention that's so unique with a child, 
they say, Hey man, do you want to skateboard? Like every kid's going to say, yes, of course, you know, and so, um, I come home from work and I tell my wife the whole idea and she was like, I don't know. She was like, you really think we should start something? And I'm like, I don't want to, I was like, this is like a lot of work and, you know, having no experience in anything like that. We just prayed and just felt like the Lord was saying yes. And so, okay. Um, so I need to put a yeah, time out. So, um, totally. so, so that's kind of you listeners. You've got to get this. You've been doing this for how long now? It will be almost 13 years. And you yeah, just yeah. had a fundraiser. And how totally. much did you, how much did you raise in that fundraiser? Dude, in one, one night, man. And I, I'm honestly, I'm in some ways, I'm almost kind of embarrassed, not embarrassed, but proud, I guess. But, but it's humbling to say, dude, we raised, we raised 350,000 bucks last Monday. This was like a week ago. Okay. So over a quarter million dollars. I was just like, how the heck dude? how do we raise this much money in one night? Like it was just like, what? like, yeah, that, that's, that's the, that's, that's the hand of God. And what I really totally. want to dig into is this is all like a little seed. Cause one of the things that I'm finding with walking with God is it's not like this full blown thing. It's like a seed. Can, I, I know you said you got a vision for it really quickly, but I mean, was it just like, literally like we could give away action sports. We could give away skateboards to kids was, and tell them about Jesus. I, I, is that really, to be honest, man, it was so many things. It was like, I think the Lord just started putting these kids in my heart. When I worked in Colorado the second season, I worked as a lifeguard. This is, this is the epitome of who I am in my heart, dude. I wanted to get a job that I could snowboard all day and then work in the evenings. But I, in my mind, I'm like, I need to get a pretty easy job, dude. And that's just like, I'm not, not that I'm obviously not a lazy person, but I'm just like selfish, dude, at the core, like as a right. center, like I think it's like, you know, hopefully, you know, all of us will admit that, but, um, dude, I get this job as a lifeguard and I, I literally would go to work at like 5 PM and just sit on a lifeguard stand in this hot, steamy indoor, <laughs> indoor YMCA, you know, and, and I would, I would be so tired because I had snowboarded like eight hours that day. And, um, but I would see these little kids come in that would just have a membership or they'd be there to play basketball or something. And every time I'd be like, Hey, did you guys, did you guys snowboard day? It would like, Maybe it would have snowed like 20 inches the night before. It's like the most epic day of riding. And these kids would tell me, they're like, no, I've never snowboarded. You're like, what do you mean? They're like, it's too expensive. And you're just like, too, like, how do you live? You live in the city where the ski resort's at. And you, you've never been on the mountain. They're like, no. And then thinking of the little kids in Dominican or kids in my community that didn't have a uh, skateboard or BMX bike. And, and so that vision was really just to say, how do we make action sports, this thing that I've grown to love, accessible to everybody? Like we believe- yeah that every kid deserves the chance to enjoy the thrill that comes from skating or surfing, you know? And that was really even the idea of Ride Nature, the name. It was um, in the vision and then praying through, like, all right, what are we going to call this thing? Like, I opened up my Bible one day, Romans 1, where God talks about how he has made himself evident through his divine creation so that no man is without an excuse. And I was just like, dude, how cool that, like, it's through the gift of a board that you can introduce kids to the Lord, but also getting them outside into creation where it's like, they're going to experience the creator through that. And so we're like, all right, let's call it ride to nature. This idea that like surfing and skating, snowboarding, like, I mean, I suppose you'd have to walk up the mountain if it was going to be free, but um, relatively costs nothing once you have the board. And, um, and so from the very beginning, we were like, let's just see what it looks like to take a bunch of boards to another country. And so we started planning, um, this trip and, and it's in that documentary, the to the ends, but to go to Nicaragua, it's the very first trip we ever did. And yeah. pretty much from the, around the end of November, which is when the Lord put the vision on our heart until May, we just, um, we tried to get boards donated, you know, and I think at the time we ended up buying 
like eight new surfboards. Maybe we got eight donated and we brought like 30 skateboards and we did a trip with like 12 of us down to Nicaragua and having no idea, bro. Like I had barely even traveled outside the U S like, and um, I had a buddy who was living down there and he was, he had gotten laid off, was getting unemployment and we was surfing in, in the city of San Juan, the very city that we have the headquarters <laughs> now. And he was like, dude, come down here. He's like, none of the kids down here have boards, you know, they'll be hyped. And so we just literally bring down like all these surfboard bags and skate and, and duffel bags full of skateboards. And we got hassled real hard at customs. They were like, what, what, like, you can't bring all this stuff into the country. And we just kept telling them it was free. We're giving it away. And somehow they let us in and, um, and we, we linked up with the church down there. We told them what we wanted to do. We hosted some skate contests and we did a surf contest also so that we knew that we didn't have enough boards. We had 16 surfboards, which at the time was a ton, but we yeah. knew there were more than 16 kids that wanted surfboards. So we did a surf contest. We did some drawings and ended up finding ways that were strategic to give them away. Dude, and through it, preached the gospel to every kid that was there at these events and the churches that, um, that we linked up with that came out to these events because we knew we were leaving and we're like, all right, we have to have somebody that's going to follow yeah. up with these kids if anyone's interested in the gospel. Um, the churches are like, man, these are the kids that we've never been able to evangelize. Oh, that's they, so good. They, showed, they, they literally told me, they're like, these kids have never had any interest in church or listening. And through that, like they're seeing guys that are coming down there that share the same love that they do. And, you know, it's like in, in, in Latin American countries, a lot of times you have, you know, churches who are like hyper legalistic or will tell yeah. kids, I mean, we hear this a lot that like, Hey, you can't, if you want to be a Christian, you can't surf or you can't skateboard. And you're like, where are you getting that from? Like, where's that from? Yeah. But so, so finding a church that was down to love on the kids, regardless, you know, um, the kids were like, wait, I can, I can be a skater or surfer and come to church. And they're like, yes, for sure. You know? And, and we left that from that trip, man, feeling like, dude, this is, I think has a lot of potential in my mind. I came back and I was like, dude, this was one small community in one country that had all of these kids and we barely put a dent in the need that existed. I was like, dude, we need to do like 50 more trips back to this community Yeah, that, that we came back. And I, I literally remember reading in Luke 10 too. He's like, Jesus was like, the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. And I was like, dude, I felt this like, like all of a sudden my eyes had been opened at how, how much opportunity, like the vision that God had given us had. And, um, and this is just a testimony, man, to the Lord that in the last 13 years we've we've stepped foot into into 30 different countries around the world multiple communities within each of those countries and we've given away now over 5,000 boards to kids around the world like literally 5,000 skateboards a mixture of skateboards and surfboards and skateboards to to kids literally and actually we've sent boards into like a dozen other countries beyond that like places we've never even gone to yet but like Granada Egypt um Israel uh, we've been to Israel Italy, I don't even know. Like we have this on this wall over here. It's like this. Uh, we've got a world map over here. I don't know if you can see it, but oh, it's like yeah, little yeah, yeah. pins all over the board of places that we've sent. We've sent skateboards and surfboards and, and been to. And, um, and then now there's there's trips, dude. Even even as we're on this podcast right now, we have a team right now that's in Colombia, that's in Bogota, Colombia. We have a team that's in Tamarindo, Costa Rica. And I leave on Friday for Jamaica with another staff, and we're going to go down there. It's the first time we've ever been in Jamaica. We're going to go there and visit some leaders there and, and host an event on Saturday. Our, our whole goal is really just to find a person of peace that we can invest into and raise up. Because as of right now, the leader that we're going in with, that he's done a multiple trips there. He doesn't know any Christians that surf or skate. Like there's none. So we're like, man, let's go into the community and let's just pray that the Lord's going to introduce us to someone. Or let's host an event and share the gospel and see if anyone responds and shows interest. And um, 
and it's it's like I was telling my wife this yesterday. I was like, it's pretty crazy to think that in, like in this week we will have staff in three different countries, you know, in Colombia and Costa Rica and in Jamaica. And, um, and so dude, the Lord has been so good and grown. Yeah, man. I, I, the Lord has definitely been good to you guys. I want to, I want to wind it back a little bit to those. I'm sorry. But no, it's good because you're, you're, you're so excited about what God's doing now. And, and, but everything has to have a start. And so For when sure. you came back and the Lord opened your eyes to like the harvest truly is white that it like when Jesus said that he was not lying. It was actually totally. true. And you got to see that. What where were sort of those faith decisions that you had to be like, well, like, how did you end up going to other countries from just going to totally. you had this one buddy on unemployment? And then how did you end up? Other, sure. Like, what were some of those early so, faith steps that God set up for you? Yeah. So one big one for me was deciding to quit my job. I was working, um, I ended up taking a part-time job, valet parking cars. And it was, I was making a decent money, but I knew I did, I wanted to have the freedom to take off work, to, to travel, if the Lord were to have us travel. And, um, and so stepping out in faith, man, my wife was teaching at a small Christian, a Christian school here in, here in our community. And, um, and, and we knew that it would be a struggle financially for, and, and, and not to mention at this point, we weren't raising hardly anything, dude. Like the very first right. year we started by nature, we raised a total of $6,000, like literally total. And right. we spent like $16,000, which was literally all of our money. Like we self-funded everything. And so we're like, if I quit my job, like I'm not going to be able to sell money into this anymore. Um, we're going to rely more on support. And, uh, and we did. And so we stepped out in faith. And, and the Lord, the Lord is faithful to provide me. We went, we lived real simply. We still do even to this day, but, um, that was big. There was a church, the church that we were a part of, they were headed to Peru on a mission trip that summer. And they had heard about the Nicaragua trip. And they said, what if you guys came to Peru and let's do, let's do like some kind of skate outreach event there. So we just piggybacked on that trip also. And it, again, just testing the waters to see what it looked like. We went into, um, Chick, uh, Chick Lyle, Peru, which is like maybe 10 hours north of Lima. My wife and I actually, we flew into Lima first and we spent like three days in Lima. We met with some people that we knew were doing, doing some skates up there. We like, we met up with the Christian surfers crew and um, saw what they were doing. We spoke and did a little event with them. And then we, we took a bus for like 10 hours up to Chiclayo. And then we did a, a skate event at, uh, at a skate park up there. Dude, same thing, super well received. Everyone was really excited. Um, and I'm by no means, man, for the people who are watching or listening to this, like I grew up doing, doing pretty much all the action sports, like, except for surfing, like, cause I grew up in Ohio. I grew up, my parents brought me a dirt bike when I was 12. I started snowboarding when I was maybe 10. I grew up skating and BMXing. Um, but I am by no means impressive in any of those. Like I'm mediocre, you know, I can hold my own, but no one, like you go up to a skate park, none of the kids are going to be like, wow, this guy's like amazing. You know, like. I could, I could skate and have fun, but I was by no means like showing up and people were impressed. And so it totally was just God, you know, having people right. see like, well, wow, like who's this dude that's coming here? Why are they doing this event? And then being willing to listen when we came time to share like a little message with them. And I think even just like having the desire to say like, let's really just simplify the gospel for, for these kids to understand. Because like, even to this day, like we still teach like through the internship program that, that the gospel truly is simple um but it doesn't mean that it's easy like sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things but yeah um 
And so even for us, like I would say, just stepping out of faith, it, it seemed really simple, but it was really difficult, you know, to say, all right, we're going to depend on my wife's salary, which is like, you know, 16, I don't remember, it was like 16 or $18,000 <laughs> a year, you know, and in our rent alone was a thousand dollars a month. So, you know, you think, okay, rent and utilities. But how did you do it? Like, what did God do? Like, I know, that's dude, a- <laughs> we filed our taxes one year and we had given away. Like we had like itemized or whatever when we were doing our taxes. Like we had given away like a couple thousand bucks and then we are rent alone. And we were like, we, we don't have enough money to live. Like how do we even make ends meet? I was like, I don't even know. Um, but the Lord provided. And, yeah. um, and then the That's big so one, was after about a year and a half of doing, doing mission trips, we did, we did the Peru trip and then we did a trip to Mexico. And, um, and around that time after the third trip, we were probably like almost kind of rolling back around in November to the first year when the Lord put that vision on our heart yeah. and I read, I read Acts 1, 8 one day and the Lord so clearly again speaks to me. He's like, Mark, like you can't go to the ends of the earth and bring the gospel, but not do it in your own community. Like I would go to the skate park and skate, but I would like, I would just show up there randomly or just go with buddies and we would hang right. out. And, um, and so I felt like the Lord was put on my heart and dude, to step out in faith to say, all right, we're going to start serving in our own community. Um, one day at the park, I just asked like these young kids, cause they were the easiest ones to talk to. I said, Hey man, do you guys believe in heaven and hell, heaven or hell? And they were like, maybe, you know, the one kid was like, yeah. And I was like, well, if you believe in hell or heaven, like what, how do you get there? Like what, what would send you to hell or what would send you to get you to heaven? And these kids are like, well, if you go to church, you'll go to heaven. Or one kid said, he's like, if you give money in the offering, you'll go to heaven. And I just laughed at him. I was just like, well, how much money? Like, what's the, what's the amount of money you have to pay to get your way in? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, dude, I don't th- I told him, I was just like, I don't think that's how you get to heaven, man. And so I asked him, I was like, would you guys want to come to a Bible study here at the skate park if we started doing one? And they were like, yeah, sure. And so that first week we did it, nobody showed up. And the second week we did it, we just picked the day of the week. Maybe a couple of those same kids were happened to be at the park. So I was like, hey, I was like, you guys said you're going to be at the Bible study. Like, you want to come? So they sat down and we started doing it, man, um, every week. And it was the same, maybe three or four kids. And then it grew to five kids. And and, and it's been going now for, for like 12 years. We've been doing the Bible study at the same skateboard. <laughs> Every Wednesday night we, we go there and, um, and it actually has grown now in our own community. We do those Bible studies at six skate parks now every week and we bring pizza to the park and, um, dude, it was, it was a commitment to commit to being there every single week in the times when we were traveling or we were gone, we had sure. to make sure that we were going to be there to disciple these kids. But man, like some of these kids, you know, were at the time were like 10 years old and now are 22 years old. So it says, this is Philemon 1-7 or 1-6. Yeah. He said, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith there you so go. that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Um, so one of the things that really struck me was there are very few Christians that are active in sharing their faith. And totally. what you do, you are active like everything about Ride Nature is active in sharing their faith. Can you just give a little bit of testimony of like what that's done for your own experience of, of God? Well, it definitely is intimidating. I think, you know, like I just heard this the other day. I think Francis Chan was sharing this on a podcast. He had said that um, millennials, I think only 1% of millennials share their faith, will share their faith. 1%, dude, one out of 100 but he said Gen Z, like this next generation, or I don't, I don't even know what the, but it's like the, the group that's a little younger than me, it's like 80% of them are willing to share their faith. And I think that um, what it does is, I mean, for me, it's like when we get to share the, our faith out of, out of joy and not out of obligation, mm. then 
dude, it, it is a joy. But when you share it because someone has told you to share it or you read scripture, you're like, oh, I have to share it. Rather than getting to speak from the overflow of the heart and joy and excitement of what God is doing um, for us, you know, I mean, it's just our own testimony. Like I shared at the beginning that dude, like you, you can have everything, you know, like, and you can still be empty and then you can have nothing and have more joy than the person who has everything. And it's all because of what Christ has done that, um, that when we get to share the gospel, that's all we're sharing with people, you know, is that there's hope in Christ because of what Jesus has done that we have, you know, we've been given new life. We um, have been given hope for eternity. We get to experience the fullness of living life to the fullest, you know, that um, I think that's the desire for, I mean, you just look at the action sports community and, and I'm, I'm, I maybe used to be more this way back in the day, but like, there's this desire to constantly go bigger, to charge harder. You know, you, you rarely will meet a surfer who goes out and just gets a standout barrel and is like okay cool i can hang my board up i'm done you know like it will always be what's next what's bigger what's faster what's better you know someone kick flips a 10 stair and then they're looking at a 12 stair you know or and it's and it's always what's next and it's like dude there's something inside of us that's yearning for something more and and god is saying dude you will never satisfy that desire unless you put your faith in me and um and he says this right in that verse after, after Philemon, he says, your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you brother have refreshed the hearts of the saints. And, um, I, th I think for me, it's, yeah, it's just been this. And, and dude, I, I actually preached on Sunday at my church that, um, that the work of that salvation is up to the Lord, man. Like, uh, Ephesians one talks about, Paul says, I thank God that he has enlightened your hearts and opened your eyes, you know, yeah. like, that, that we can speak the gospel. But there's this paradox of, of God's sovereignty and him, him revealing himself to people. Yet yeah. our responsibility, Romans 10, Paul writes, you know, how can they call on the one they have not heard? And how are they going to call unless yeah. someone tells you that there's this tension between like God using us for his sovereignty and, and us having, you know, Romans 10, 17 says faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God, that for us as a ministry, dude, nobody is saved just through the act of generosity. It might right. validate yeah. the words that we say, but us going to another country and saying, hey, man, we want to we give you these skateboards and then us leaving. We're like, bro, like these kids are no better off. They just have a board that's eventually going to get stolen or broken or, you yeah. know, lost. And so um, it's just a tool. And and for us to get to say and use that and say like, dude, we're going to pray like through the words we say that God will open your heart. But even if he doesn't, like um, we believe that that word doesn't return void and that seed has been planted that someday it might take root. Um, and we pray that the enemy, like, you know, Jesus in the parable of the sower is not going to snatch it away or it won't land on rocky soil, but we pray for, for fruit, soil and open hearts to receive it. And do we just keep sharing, man, until every person that's that, that's the vision for right nature, right? That, that every person, national sports community, we understand and believe not every person is going to respond to the gospel. We, yeah. we hope and pray that they will, but out of that 200 million, like, dude, we believe that Jesus loves every one of them and that he desires, like first Timothy says, that, that none shall perish, that all would come to repentance. And so the hope is that we can give the opportunity to respond to every person within that culture and community. And um, until every ear is heard, like we will strive to keep going to the ends of the earth, man, and equipping other people to do the same. Want to people want to follow up and find out a little bit more about the ministry and yeah. everything you got going on? Where do they go? So, um, if you either go to ridenature.org, ridenature.com, mm -hmm. or just Google Ride Nature, will pop right up. 
social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we, we definitely want people to get involved, man. We have a lot of mission trips that, that the team right now that's in, in Costa Rica, we had two spots that were still open. That, that every trip we lead for the most part is open for people to apply, come, come and be a part. Get to come and see what God is doing through Action Sports. Yeah. Um, we are praying right now, man, just like Luke 10, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. Jesus says, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest. Um, we have a need for more people. You know, we, we have desire to want to raise people up and send them into communities where, you know, maybe God will call somebody listening to this podcast to go to Jamaica. If there's no, if we, if I come back from there and we're like, bro, there is no Christians, a part of the skate community, there might be some, and maybe we don't meet them on this trip, but we're praying that we can be a part of sending people to, yeah. to cities and communities who continue to live there long-term as missionaries to, to evangelize and reach that community of people and then raise up leaders and then transition out. Um, so yeah, rightnature.org, man, to get plugged in. And, That's cool. Uh, yeah. Well, Mark, I, I'm so excited what the Lord is, is doing through you guys. And, um, and I, I love that you are put the focus on the gospel you know, and, and, and it's just for a particular, uh, it's fun, you know, you do an action sports and all that stuff is awesome, but it's the gospel that transforms and that's what you guys are all about. And it's really cool to have you on. So thank you for coming on, Mark. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you, man. I appreciate, I appreciate it as well. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Hey, if you did like it, it would be really helpful if you want to send us a review over on iTunes, that would be really cool. And if you want to connect, go over to Instagram, search Troy Mangum or The Kindling Fire, and we can connect there, and that would be a great way to kind of stay in touch. I am doing a YouTube channel, so we do video formats of these podcasts, and we'd love to have you look there. Okay, guys, until next time, be awesome.